deep underground the Jelly Belly factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. <laughs> Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough? Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. of the My Life Pungent Podcast. Uh, my name's Joel, as per usual. Um, took, a, took a little bit of a break this time around. Uh, Jared and I just were, have been in, insanely busy with uh, just, just other things going on. Um, but thanks for tuning in, folks. And uh, I'm going to bring Jared in here on this very smoky night from Denver. Uh, Jared, how you doing? Bro, this is another nine-day break. We got to get off to Schneider doing this shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know, but oh man, it's just you're, you're right though, man. Like, like it's just been crazy, dude. Like between your job, my job, me going on a on a freaking trip, um, in the middle of COVID of all times to do it, but um, yeah, man. I mean, this is just it's it's one of those where it's like, man, if if we could just sit down and do this every single uh, like like every week, no interruptions, no no problems, to be just be so much better but this is the life we live currently so yep and by the way thanks for the ass whooping in uh, fantasy last week appreciate that i mean we had to go off eventually right it's true but <laughs> damn bro i think kittle one vodka greatly greatly um benefited from getting our our guy george kittle back 40 um, 40 points i think if nick chubb didn't get hurt Oh. And I, oh, that's that's tough, man. And then AJ that's, Green is just pissing up my leg, and that's just you know. I'm about to literally sit him, and and I, I, I didn't I didn't expect Tom Brady to go off. Did you see that? <laughs> he summoned like his old man strength, bro. Oh my god, Brady's about to start. Brady's about to start for me this week. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah man. I I really thought you were going to start Judy against me. I was surprised that you oh, didn't start Judy have. against me. Not that it would have made a difference. I mean, we. I, I mean, no apologies necessary, but we dropped, what was it, close to 220, 219, somewhere around that range. Yeah, something like that. 219 to 130. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch, bro. Yeah, yeah just if, stop it, there. It, just stop there. <laughs> it, I'll leave it at this. If you're looking to trade anyone, uh, my, my team is open for trades as well. We will talk after the podcast. All right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, man, both the James brothers came up with a win. Josh got his first one of the season. Did he actually? Yeah, he beat, he beat Christian, man. <laughs> okay, so Christian's beatable. That's good. It's good to hear. Yeah, I was like, Josh posted 160. 
but yeah, shouts out to him as well, sh- shaking things up in the league. Um, Jared, you and I both sitting at was it two and two? So yeah, two and two. I was. I'm. I'm happy to be two and two. I haven't played fantasy football in two years, so I mean, two and two. I'm very happy hey. with at the moment. Yeah, there you go. Some uh, some tough decisions coming up roster wise for you though, buddy. Um, best of luck, uh, and we will meet again, of course, later on in the season. So. <laughs> Hopefully with that, uh, I'm not just shitting the bed, and my team is just everywhere. I'm I'm hoping that's not the case, but we obviously never know. Yeah, and it's tough with that. You know, it's it's, it's tough to even cover those spreads a lot of times because mm-hmm. people can have fluke games any any time. At any time, these you know these guys are human. You know. It's and true. I, I just I, I hate the people that just kind of like wail on the players like publicly for not having a good fantasy game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, show some class, man. Um, you know that they're they're playing a game that you know they're 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 blessed to play that game and they're they're just doing what they love and um you know people just like telling them like hey like why'd you get me two points? It's like nah, you're missing the point. Um, literally literally (laughs) (laughs) uh but but yeah um regardless i did draft a very good team no you did man that you did i mean i I mean obviously we have to talk about it i mean the the nuggets down in five and for for everything that like we could say about oh well bron james this this that the other thing I mean, you can't let KCP go off like he's doing right now in the finals, too. I mean, plain and no. simple. And it, it it sucks because it's a, it's, it's a very talented Nuggets team. It's a very young Nuggets team. And my, I, I know my biggest concern is going to be, is that window going to close quicker than any of us are going to expect it to? Well, and I was going to just ask you too before, before we just kind of dive in, and, and folks, we will be talking about uh, both the Avs and the and uh, both the Avs and the Nuggets tonight. Um, some some big news out of those clubs for sure. So uh, yeah, happily just ready to dive into it. Um, but yeah, Nuggets first uh, because we did owe them that after just one one hell of a season. Um, but Jared, what were your overall just thoughts? Uh, I, I want to do like one in like the regular season and then one in the bubble type thing if you want I, i'll give you my bubble thing right now we saw the evolution of jamal murray from nuggets i nuggets well-known nuggets player to superstar he has made that jump when you're getting recognized on espn over lebron james in a game you didn't even win that's a pretty damn good sign now I will say the the other the the other really good thing um from from this season if I can find it so bad with this I, I should have had this ready to go. I wasn't prepared for this question, that's the problem. Um Come to drop them, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. It just it kinda screwed me on this one. I was like, oh no. Um Man, what the heck? I gotta find it now. Um So their their attendance this year the the Nuggets attendance was sixth in the league. That that's a okay. huge huge jump. They went up from twelfth last year, eleventh mm-hmm. the year before that, yeah, thirteenth, twenty third, twenty fourth. I mean I mean I I can keep going back. It's in the twenties. Yeah, 
this what the the best thing that the entire staff the, the entire front office for the nuggets did was it, it is it still tim connelly is he still the executive that sounds right in my head but i'm, I'm not positive on it I believe so yes yeah. tim connelly what what he and his staff have done is not only build the team first off the right way but second off build them in this community where it's very uh, go ahead gm is uh calvin booth mm. okay yeah so so what what they've all done right what they've done is that they've built they, they, they've built interest and intrigue in this team and in this market that is so hyper competitive right now it, it, you are fighting for real estate I mean, you're watching it with the Rockies right now. If even if we could have gone to games, I highly doubt Rockies would sell. Rockies would sell at games if they weren't playing someone like LA, someone like Houston, or like some big name team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's the same thing that we're seeing with the Avs too. Is the, the Nuggets and the Avs? Granted, they're both they're both Cronky Productions, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. The, the big key here is that they've done the right things. They've built the right in, intrigue into uh, the in, into the team and everything else. Like, this is everything you could want to see. And, and you've gotten it, which has been awesome. And I, I think that would be my biggest takeaway from just this season right now. I, just from regular season was how well they built an identity with the team and how... They really started, even without TV revenue, really. Yeah. I mean, even without TV revenue, people are still finding ways to watch the games. So it was just a matter of time of, you know, how long until, um, how long until we get to watch games on TV again, whether that's this upcoming year or five years down the road, if they go with like uh, AT&T Sports Network or whatever it might be. But that's going to be the best thing that's going to happen is now they have that interest. Ooh, Bless you. Excuse me. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Now, now they have that interest. How are we? How are they going to build on top of it moving forward? Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me again. Bless you. Usually, they usually come in. My sneezes usually come in twos. Yeah, it usually happens. always. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's an excellent way to put it. Um, for 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 me, he. I mean, just just watching this team grow from. I mean, I still remember when the the, the Nuggets drafted Nikola Jokic, uh, you know, forty third overall in that draft, second round, and his, you know, he wasn't even shown. Uh, there was a Taco Bell commercial going on, and um, NBA Twitter and kind of uh, Denver Twitter sort of embraced this too. But uh, just about the Casarito. Like, yeah, it's a case it was a photo of a, of a quesarito, man. Um, but just just basketball in, in, in this day and age is all about culture. You you have to have the right culture that goes from the president and, and Tim Conley, who, um, you know, just has instilled a great, uh, great just overall message um, with what he wants in regards to this team. And you have guys like Kroenke who are willing to to do that, and then you have um, just yeah everyone right down to their their staff to their to their players to their coaches. Um, you 
what I saw this this year because the the Nuggets were always a borderline team that past past few years. Um, they, I mean, I mean, they made the playoffs last year, right? And the the two years before that, they they missed out on the playoffs by a game each year. And they were just good enough to, you know, they, they were playing great. They, they'd play great stretches of basketball. There were still, you know, pieces that needed to be added and removed and such, as is, as is the business, as is sports. Um, but you just see those pieces slowly begin to evolve. And there were some weird times, man. I remember when we were running lineups with Jamal Murray and Emmanuel Moutier, um, with, with Yusuf Nurkic as our center and Jokic coming off the bench. Um, which could have been a great team, but the chemistry wasn't there, right? You, you see Nurkic go off and flourish in Portland for a reason. He was he felt threatened by Jokic, and he was part of that bad energy, that initial leftover, like hungoverness of the Carmelo trade and that fallout. And you're you're seeing this happen before our eyes, you know. Um, but this this bubble was all about changing perception, in, in my opinion, with them both you know for themselves because they knew they could always do it um but but mainly just changing the overall perception of them through uh through the media because this was a team that everyone called soft it was a team that the league generally disrespected uh you know they had a nickname the chicken nuggets um but man i would have hate to run into these guys in the playoffs and if you are like being being just a realist with it, I mean the Nuggets cost Doc Rivers his job at LA, um, and I, I would hate to be a Clippers fan right now, man. I, I would, and I would hate to be a Utah Jazz fan. I would hate to be anyone. I, I I would not want to be a fan of any other team in the West right now, because you look at the Lakers and it's like, okay, cool, they've got Davis for a year. After this, he's gone. After that, bet. This is how those players are, man. Um, like Davis will probably want to team up with KD or some crazy stuff. I, I don't know. Um, these guys are all like friends and stuff too. So, but yeah, um, we'll see what happens. But as far as that goes, I I would rather just man. I, I I've loved watching this team grow um, from humble beginnings and building through the draft and getting key guys like Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray, I I remember that day when we drafted him too. I I turned to my brother and I'm like, that's the you're looking at like a Steph Curry type player right here, Josh. He looked at me like I was crazy and was like, huh. And kind of like walked away. And then you know showed him like some some highlights and stuff and um quickly changed his uh his mind but i remember him being drafted ninth overall right and after his like initial interview because they'll do like player interviews after the nba draft after they're like selected initial interview he looked at everyone he he just looked at the camera and, and said the nine teams who passed up on me are going to be sorry and let me tell you he delivered on that promise already for me like just his play in the bubble going in you know being one of the only players to tie jordan in a stat of straight 50 point games was incredible but you know watching him just torch the clippers in those with that throughout those final three games and dismantling the best defense crafted to stop the best player in the nba and lebron james and murray cooked them um 
I, I literally felt like I was watching a mini Golden State Warriors team back when they were just on the precipice, right before they exploded with titles. In my opinion, and as far as you say with the window, Jared, we could talk about this a little bit more, but like the ceiling's at an all-time high right now. Um, you know, we're probably getting rid of Plumlee. So you will not have to watch him anymore in crucial minutes, Jared. He's a fun regular season guy, and I loved watching him play. But best of luck to him. Uh, we will miss him. But you get a guy in the wings that I'm very, very excited about in Bowl Bowl, who is now promised to get legitimate backup minutes to Jokic and allowing Jokic to teach Bull Bull just the ways and how he does things. Uh, I'm really excited to see that. And you know that they're either going to bring Millsap back on a, really to be a, vet, a veterans min, vet min deal. Um, or they, they'll trust someone like MPJ with that starting lineup. I'm not sure what they're going to do, but they do want to extend Jeremy Grant. And I, I believe that Grant wants to stay with the Nuggets because um, he, he realizes how valuable this team is going to be in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... The, the, like I said, dude, the, the way they built this team is just absolutely phenomenal from years past. I mean, I, I, I was quickly looking back and the, the last time, because this is the first time the Nuggets have been back-to-back Northwest Division champs since 08 yeah. 9 This mm-hmm. is the first time. So we're, we're pretty deep into history now to where we're looking at, okay, we haven't done this in 10 years. What, what all has changed in 10 years? Obviously, players... The style of game is going to change, all, all that good stuff. But again, like, like we're, we're not building this team through trades. We're building it through our our, our, our mainstay guys. And the draft. Exactly. And I mean, the only guys picked before Jamal Murray, Ben Simmons to Philly, Brandon Ingram to the Lakers, which I don't think, he, is he still with the Lakers? Or he get traded off in that AD thing. He's with the Pelicans now, but he's coming into his own as well. Okay, so he got Good sent player. off. In, he got sent off in the AD trade. Jalen Brown with Boston. Okay. Uh, Reagan Bender with uh, Phoenix. Chris okay. Dunn with Minnesota, and Buddy Heald for New Orleans. That that's all. Mm. That's all that's in front of him. That's it. Oh yeah. And I mean, he's got more points than five of the guys on this list. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, because the only one who's got more is Buddy Heald. That's it. I mean, he's got more points than five of those guys. And that's including Brandon Ingram. And now I'd much rather have Jamal Murray's clutch factor over Buddy Heald's. Mm-hmm. Because he's not just a, a scorer, man. I mean, he's a scorer, but we saw him up his game to where he, he, was always, he was always naturally good at scoring. You know, he had drives where I was like, if the Nuggets were LA, this would be top 10 weekly, watching some of the stuff that he did, even in his younger days. <laughs> A little bit inexperienced, a little bit of a, you know, he had some fire to him for sure, but he's calmed down a little bit and can still bring that when he needs to. But you saw him grow up. Um, you saw him become a facilitator. You saw him become a guy who, if needed, could snag big rebounds for you. Um, it's a guy that you were confident running the game with, and it is a guy who dismantled a very good Utah Jazz team and a very good LA Clippers team. And he also put the sauce on LeBron James and it was fun to see, but that was awesome. Uh, 
But yeah, um, this 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 first round of I'm just looking at it. This 2016 first round draft, I, I'm I'm just staring at it and going, wow, this was the draft that built this team we're looking at right now. Because yep. at 15 we picked up Wancho and which we traded, which is fine, and then at 19 we picked up Malik. So I mean, I mean, we've literally built this team from that first round essentially, and it's. I mean, after that, we picked up uh, Peter Cornley. I don't think he's with us anymore. I can't remember. He, that's not even a name nope. I, I recognize. For oh, he's one. gone. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, right? Uh, You're like, like, you hear the name go, wait, who? My, my neighbor, bro. What you was trying to say. Um, yeah. And, and then we had Donovan Mitchell the next year, which he's obviously. The Nuggets after we dra- actually drafted Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, if we, if we could have kept that. Dude, if we would have kept him uh, and, and run Murray at the two and Mitchell at the one, championships. Exactly. And then obviously MPJ in 18. Yep. Which was probably the steal of the decade. I'm just going to be straight up. Everyone, he, here, he here's the thing with him. He, and like, like we talked about in previous podcasts, everyone's big hang up was, was his back. Because he yeah. played what two games yeah. in Missouri, and everyone's like, "Well, we don't we don't have a book on him, so we, we don't want to take the chance." Well, that's fine. We will, and you're you're starting to see the the reward pay off on that one. And then, what, what was it? This was this nineteen didn't have a we didn't have a first or a second round pick in nineteen. No. Like, dude, this is we're we're legitimately getting into this is like crazy territory of how did we get to where we were. And seeing like, and like seeing how we picked Moutier, um seventh overall in the fifteenth draft, and now he's gone. Yeah. So, I I mean you're they're they're really starting to figure out what kind of group they're trying to build this core around, and and that's why Denver is possibly going to be successful in the next five to ten years. Uh, I, I mean. Uh, granted, everything goes right, right? Like, like all the, all the right chips fall in the right places, all that good stuff. But that's yeah. me. The only way it happens is that they build around this core, which is what they're trying to do right now, which is the best thing that they could possibly do. It's just like what Sackick did. He's building around the core. Once he had the core figured out, and wasn't taking orders from Patrick Waugh as the as the head of uh, hockey operations, yeah. you saw this team change overnight. Yes, we had that one bad year, but still. You saw how quickly it can change overnight, and now look at where both these teams are. I, I will say, I think one of the big things for this Nuggets team was getting over that hurdle of second round. That was a huge hurdle that they had to get over. Oh yeah, they that was what they had to do to be considered um, relevant. Relevant, yeah, and they did it in a big way. I still, I when I look at this picture, um, it's it's a photo of the series. You know, it's just a scoreboard uh, clip. But series three one Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. Down like one oh two to eight to to sixty something, sixty seven. Yeah, something like that. And then it flashes to the next the next slide, which is Denver four three. Um and it's uh like in the the um the scores in favor of the nuggets and it's 109 to 106 and i'm like wow i mean just the run that the, i don't think people realize how insane that run was that they pulled that game 
because it was they 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 just clamped them. Um, and, and people will say the Clippers choked, but they didn't. They they played they just played a very good Nuggets team. But people are already forgetting. Um, just to close out on that, Vegas has them at tenth at plus two thousand, bro, which is ridiculous. Just slap in the face, and quite frankly, I'm excited about that. I'll just because you you get these younger hungry guys that will you know and they flashed big moments this this team combined now has 87 playoff games under their belts 87 you want to know the duel of of Kawhi and Paul George it was like their 12th 13th game playing together was in the playoffs Because they just patched the Mavs in five. Did that go seven? I'm blanking right now. I can't remember if it did. But regardless, if it's five or seven, regardless, you're looking at that 14 to 12 range. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's just basic math. Um, and then just to watch our team grow up and just do that to two players who were widely regarded as the best defensive player in Paul George, you know, clutch three and D guy and the overall like most clutch player, you know, regarded by ESPN and all these guys and um, the most complete two-way players, how they describe them um, in Kawhi Leonard. And at the end of the series, when Denver clinched four, three, after coming back down like 87 to 103 and, and building a 112 to, to um, 106, 106 advantage through a half, they held them below 20% shooting. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm just excited that um, the people would just so, so quickly forget that this was a team that you know when all things are said and done they might have gone they might have done the best against the 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 champs in the lakers i don't know you know if if the lakers do hold on to win this series they were the team that put up the most amount of fight maybe my 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 only regret Uh, from this postseason by the way yeah was not taking the nuggets against the clippers at a plus 2500 and just putting 100 bucks down to win 2500 bucks I, I, sh- I just wish like hell I would have done that, man. If I had the money. Bro, that was such a mistake. I should have just done that. I had like extra funds, man. Oh, bro. Hell, so hell of a season. Hell of a season for the Nuggets. The, the fact that they're, again, just disrespected in this, in my opinion, is it's going to be a fun uh, restart, my friend, mm-hmm. for that. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to pull up. Because you know me, I, I love betting and all that good stuff. I mean, obviously, I put out a tweet when I was inside the MGM, and yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous that Denver's at a plus two thousand to win it all, and um, you take that bet, uh, dude. I I don't know right now. I just I really don't know. I mean, I mean they're they're only like a they're only a plus eight hundred to. Um, to win the West, so I mean, that one I could, I, I, I could honestly do because I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Because if they're at a plus two hundred, I mean, that's gonna be an easy, that's, that's an easy hammer, hammer it every day of the week. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, man. Uh, I'm just gonna just gonna drop this on you right now. I, I mean, just think about this lineup in the future, right? Mm-hmm. As of right now, you got Murray at the one, Barton at two, or Harris, whoever you need, defense or offense, you pick because Barton will chip in twenty a game. So Murray, Barton, or Harris, MPJ at three, Jokic at five. You could even throw, like, if the team uh, retains Millsap, Millsap at, um, or no, Jeremy Grant at the four. So you have a, a starting lineup of Murray, Barton, MPJ, Jokic, and Jeremy Grant. And then on the bench, you have Monty Morris or Barton or Harris, one of the two. And then you have guys in uh, Bowl Bowl, have guys in um, Vlatko Kankar who can play a five if needed. Um, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a scary team just because of the matchups that they could potentially work with. Here you go. I'll, I'll give you just to close I'll, out. I'll, I'll, I'll give you and our, our listeners a fun one to kind of chew on, and you, you guys can send us a tweet on, uh, send us a tweet and tell us what you think about this. I'm gonna place the over under for Nuggets wins next year at 56 and a half wins. 56. 56.5. So you're gonna be over or under on it in an 82 over. game season. Over, my friend. And I, I don't think that's too far off because I mean this year they're at. They were at a 53.5 on the over-under. Granted, if we play a full season, they, they easily hit that over. I mean, going, going into the stoppage, they were 40, 46 and 27. So, I mean, going into the stoppage, yeah. they're, they're pretty hot at that point. So, yeah, I'm saying them on that. Definitely, man. I'm saying over. I, I, I'm going to put this team at 60. 60 wins is a base. And I, I don't think that's too far off. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's just seeing them play and, um, yeah, just, just like you were saying, they are, especially if they keep all these guys together and nothing, you know, insane happens or anything like that, they will, they will be a force in the NBA for a long time because you had a guy like MPJ who was a rookie this year play in Western Conference Finals minutes pretty heavily. And when the league resets and these guys get matched up against teams like the Timberwolves, the typical Nuggets narrative of, yes, the Nuggets should beat this team, but they aren't going to because sometimes they'll, you know, that was their one thing, as people call them lackadaisical at times. But these guys are going to step up, man, and they're going to ball. And I think it's, it's 60 at least for me. That depends on what they do, too, because they have a lot of cap space also. So... And speaking of cap space, I want to talk about the Avs. Yes, sir. Bro, $22 million of cap space. Oh, yes. And it, folks in hockey talk, that is a lot of of money, uh, <laughs> especially in a, a ton of money, especially in a flat cap year where the, the cap's not yeah. going to move. So the cap is going to stay the exact same. Now, I, I saw something earlier on Twitter from a guy from Altitude Sports Radio. I, I, I want to get your, because I, I, then I, I want to talk about the draft, obviously, too, because the first yeah. round ended tonight. 
Um, I did. I, I, this dude brought up a really good point. Do you sign Kale McCarr's extension this year, or do you wait until next year to sign him to an extension? You know, because you have to worry about the um, expansion draft. Mm-hmm. Have to worry about that, especially with a guy like McCarr. Um, well, 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 I mean, you, you know, you know, they're gonna they're they're gonna protect him. If if yeah, they don't, they're stupid. Yeah. And I don't know what the yeah. hell Joe Sakic's doing at that point. Yeah, no, they will. They will. Um, you, I, I mean, you do have him for you know another year at least, like you said, and that year could be a good year. Um, just because the Avs did open up as the overall favorites to win the Stanley Cup, uh, Vegas puts them at a minus eight hundred. Um, you're kind of feeling that sort of initial energy right now, but you also have to think about who they need to sign, like right now, to an extension, because we do have some RFAs. Mm-hmm. Um, Which a lot of them were already tendered. So yeah, that, that is true. Um, Burkowski, Nachushkin, Jost, Graves, Zadorov, and Miska all got qualifying offers. Miska was like the one oddball where I was like, "Oh wow, that's actually a really good one to get." So but you think about the history, it makes sense. Yeah, but I with, mean, especially with Grub and Frankie with injuries now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Burkowski. So Burkowski. We all knew that he was going to get. He, he was going to get a, a qualifying offer at least. You, yeah. you figured Nachushkin was going to get one. He turned into he, he turned into his old self, which is awesome. This is the guy yeah. we need to see. Ryan Graves yeah. turned into a man possessed that we saw in Loveland for two years. So yes, this, is, this is nothing we were too yeah. shocked by. I was way excited about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Graves, one of the, like you said, he's one of the best defensive offensemen in the league. He's one of the best two-way defenders I've, I can in, in the league right now. He's yeah. one of the best by far. And and Sackett kind of expanded on it today um, in his post-draft interview. Um, this is from Scott McDonald because we get all of our info from Scott, obviously. Yes, sir. Um, Sackett said, we have a lot of uh, RFA guys who we need to take care of. We know all the arbitration numbers. When, uh, and when those, when those come available to the public, he's, he's anticipating they're not going to have a lot of space left under the cap. So what, what that tells me is that Someone in that group is going to get a sign and trade. That that's what I'm expecting is a sign and trade. Yeah. And my guess is that it's going to be Tyson Jost and Nikita Zadorov. Both Big Z and Tyson. And and I'll and I'll tell you why I think Zadorov is on that list now. The Avs picked up Justin Barron out of from the Halifax Mooseheads at the 25th pick this year first round wow and talk about talk talk about a steal man and he's a defenseman so let's add that to the uh-oh for uh for nikita zadorov now obviously um eric johnson's contract is going to be up very very quickly here he's up he's coming up in a few years but he could even be traded yeah ian cole's up after this season and then, obviously, not resigning Kanaden and Graves and Zadorov are tendered offers already. Yeah. And you got to let Kamenev go too. Well, well I, 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 there's been there's been conflicting reports, but Kamenev apparently has been has been issued a a qualifying offer. Yeah, so, 
I, I've been hearing like weird, I don't know, just all sorts of rumors too about it. Um, <laughs> it's it's oh. one of those weird ones. Yeah, but yeah. there's also all those people that think we should throw that 22 million at Taylor Hall. No, and I'm just like, nope, no yeah. sir, no thank you, nope. no get 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 out of here. What what what, what are you doing? <laughs> um, you need to take care of the RFA guys because they were a crucial part of this team, especially with what they had to deal with injury wise. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, you love it, man. Sackick said that Barron was the top player left on their board for that slot. So, I mean, just think of this blue line of Makar, Gerard. Um, Makar, Gerard, I mean, you'll get Beerman there and Barron. Whoa, bro. Um, that's that's going to be scary. Well, and, and, and just for reference, I mean, here's what the qualifying offer has to be um, for, for the players that we've already talked about. Burkowski's minimum qualifying offer has to be $3.25 million. You pay him that three point two five, or you pay him three seven five. End of story. Yeah. You, you pay this man. The dude is going to yeah. be a goal scorer, and he's an awesome second-line player and second-power play unit guy. You pay the man. Ryan yeah. Graves' uh, qualifying offer is only for seven uh, 735000 because he was still on a uh, entry-level deal. Mm-hmm. You, we all know that number is going to jump up to two, five, three million easy. Yeah. Um, Jose is at uh, eight hundred and thirty-two thousand five hundred. I don't expect that going north of a million mm-hmm. at, at any point, but I've seen crazier things. Nachushkins is at uh eight hundred fifty thousand, which that's going to go up. He he's yeah. probably in that yeah. um Matt Calvert range of the two points, uh, probably like the two point like, five area. Yeah, yeah. And then Zadorov's is 3.2 mil. So you have, I mean, just knowing that and knowing that you're probably going to re-sign Kale McCarr, if not this season or, or next, you know you're going to sign him. He's going to get north of 6 million. Oh, easily. Um, and you have, to, you have to qualify these guys mm-hmm. or else you, you will lose them. You know, from there they they become UFAs. Exactly. Um, but anyway, anyway, back to my original question: Do you extend yeah, the car yeah. now, or do you wait until after next season when his rookie contract is officially up? I say you extend him now, and it doesn't even have to be a lot; just a little bit of a bonus for because I mean he played over his head. He he won the um, he did win the Calder. Um, so. I think you give him maybe just a small extension. You just give him like a bridge deal to keep his rights? Yeah. Okay. I like your idea, but I'm going to make it better. Okay. Eight years. Six million dollars a year. You sign him at 21 years old. You have him until he's 30. Okay. That... that and, and, and here's why you signed him to that right now. If he wins the Norris this year, th- think about this. If he wins the Norris as the NHL's best defenseman, yeah. what, does that, what does that asking price go up to? Quite a hefty tag, my friend. I, I, I think we're talking, we're, we're, we're talking Drew Doughty status at that point. Yeah. And like maybe not quite headman, but I'm, a little I'm, bit below that. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're talking eight, eight, eight and a half a year 
easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, Miko right now is the highest paid guy on the team with a, with a 9.25 cap hit on it, on him through 24, 25. So, I mean, you got a lot tied up in him. You obviously have your 6.3 tied up in, in, uh, McKinnon, uh, five and a half with Landis Cog, which his deal, he's actually up after this season and he needs a new contract, but I, I, I think he gets a, what is that? A one, two, three, four, five year extension to get even with Miko. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Four, a four year extension four, to get even with Miko. Yeah. Four years. And, and you just, you, you let this group build, but, uh, again, why, why I think Zadorov is a sign and trade guy. You have Josh Anderson. And that is a very underrated guy right now. I yeah. mean, sneaky underrated. Bowen Byram. And we know, <laughs> we know how good Byram is. Oh yeah. He's going to kill it. And Connor Timmons. Are you really going to let all three of those guys wilt away in the minors and or juniors? No. Exactly. You, you can't. Um, Ian Cole's deals up after this year as well. So that's going to open up another four, 4.25. And the big things that happened this year, Barry's retention came off the books and Brooks Orpik's buy, uh, buyout came off the books and that was included in the Grubauer deal. Okay. So, I mean, you're, you're getting some serious money off the books right now, which is good because they've got uh, their, their current, their current cap space is 22, 22,364 pretty much and some change after that. Yeah. And I mean, just looking at it right now, I don't think you resign Colin Wilson. Unfortunately not. I, I think you gave Matt Nieto a, a, a nice little like $2 million deal. Great fourth yeah. liner. He's a great energy guy. You, you obviously give him that, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, outside of that. Because you also got to remember we have Alex Newhook pretty soon, too. That's right. Mm hmm. And, and, and if he's ready to make that jump, which I think if he stays another year at Boston College, I'll be more than happy. And just... Yeah. The, the thing... And they talked about tonight, Pierre Maguire, and I, for as much as I hate Pierre Maguire, I loved what he said tonight on during the draft. Yeah. And it's, it's what a lot of us have been saying. What Kale McCarr did by staying that extra year at, year at UMass is what Tyson Jost should have done at North Dakota. Definitely. I mean, because because you look at Jost with, I mean, he was picked the Nathan McKinnon range, expected to be that type of player. He was tenth overall. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you know, he's still he's still a top ten pick, top ten, top ten pick, and he hasn't really. He's always been a fan favorite, like you know, like we've seen, we've said time and time again, and I loved watching him play. Uh, I, I mean, his time with the Eagles was great to see and just him getting up to the Avs was cool and, and really special. Um, but he was supposed to develop into what you got with uh, Kadri this year, what you got with Burakovsky this year. And there's a reason why he didn't play much. Uh, as much as I hate to say, you know, I, I love watching him play too, because he'll have those games where he goes off for like two, three goals a game. And it's great, but 
when you look at the overall just future of this team, I, I will agree with you on that. I, I really don't see him in in our future. And with respect, I mean, best of luck to him. I hope you know he can just kind of remold his game with whoever picks him up. Maybe it's the Kraken. I don't know. And he becomes one of their centerpiece guys and truly has a chance to break out. I don't know. So I think it's the best, it's the best option for both parties right now. I've, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Tyson Jost needs a change of scenery. Yep. Plain and simple. I mean, he just does. I mean, here were the guys picked before Tyson Jost, and you'll recognize quite a few of these names because they are big contributors on their teams right now. Austin yeah. Matthews was number one. All right. Patrick Laine, number two. All right. Pierre-Luc Dubois to the Columbus Blue Jackets at number three. Uh, Jesse Puharvi, uh, who is now back in Finland because the Edmonton Oilers are a gong show. Yeah. <laughs> Ole Yuho Levy, who is with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, he's a very good young defenseman. He's fun to watch. Him and Quinn, who he was going to be a great defensive pair to watch. Yeah, and, and I got to, even though we hate Dallas, I got to give respect to Heiskanen. Oh, dude. The kid's a gamer. He's a gamer. Um, you'll, you'll recognize these next two names. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk. All right. Clayton Keller. <laughs> two very prominent guys. Very prominent. And then after that is Alex Nylander with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And then Mikhail Sergachev with the Canadians. So, I, I mean, just, and like I, can, like, I can keep going like further and further down this list and just seeing guys like Max Jones, who plays for the Ducks. Um, who was the other guy in here that I saw that was, that was like, oh yeah, at 14th, Charlie McAvoy. Wow. These are all big-time contributors. Every single wow. one of them. When, when I saw just the news that that was... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be huge if it all uh, pans out. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, he's, he's just... Yeah. He's one it's going to be another great, really great, great piece, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, he's just one of those guys that look at and go, there's no reason for it. But um, anyways, Justin Barron, the 25th pick. Yeah. Uh, he missed the last three months of the season of his season with the, uh, with the Halifax Mooseheads due to a blood clot. Um, it's the same thing that Steven Stamkos dealt with not long ago. Yeah. And it, it took him about a year for them to figure out what was going on with him. And they realized it was a blood clot. So they, they saw him kind of like plateau last year. So that's why he didn't go in the draft at all last, at, at all last year. And yeah, and he, his, his, uh, his stock dropped quite a bit. And so when they, when, once they figured it out and, and they shut him down for the year and he's playing right now in, in uh, the WHL or in the uh, QMJHL for Halifax. Okay. Yeah. So he, he's back to playing, which is awesome. And they're playing again, which is great. Um, He's six foot two, two hundred pound right handed shot. So, I mean, he's he's essentially like a a, ty- a younger Tyson Berry is how I'm going to look at him from a height and weight standpoint. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing that he he brings to the table. He's going to be a Ryan Graves type of guy, and what I mean by that is he's a two way guy who can excel on the power play, penalty kill, five on five, four on four, late game situations. 
he's going to be all that and a bag of chips. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a Swiss army knife. And when, when I was looking through his, his pre-draft profile, his comparison after we just talked about him, obviously was Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. That stuck out to me. That, that really stuck out. I was like, Whoa. And and, and I I knew Baron, I knew Baron was good. I haven't watched nearly as much tape on him. I, I need to, to get my act together and do that. Um, but yeah, just exciting, really exciting stuff. And when I heard that, I initially kind of freaked out a little bit. And, and my thing was too, like I, I was watching the draft go down. I'm like, there's only one defenseman left on the top 10 still available board. Yeah. If Colorado takes a defenseman, that tells me everything I need to know about what Sackick has done. Everything to a T. Because when he takes this defenseman, and I mean, and I mean, let's, I mean, obviously he comes from Halifax too, which is right, which is where Nathan McKinnon played, and Halifax is rebuilding right now, so they're not exactly the best team at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but. but I mean, he's he's active with the puck, right? I mean, he he's always moving. And he got he registered 19 points in his 34 games. So, I mean, that's pretty good. That's solid. He's the team captain this year, so he's going to be... He, he's obviously really starting to grow into his own. And, and the QMJHL is a no-joke league. I mean, this yeah. is the same league that uh, no McKin- knocks, M- McKinnon yeah. came out of. Sidney Crosby came out of Ramuski Ram- in the Q. And, I mean, he... and and. And and Baron hasn't even represented Team Canada yet in the World Juniors. That's yeah. that's how in that's what I think we're going to see this year is that he, is he's gonna he's gonna step into that role and then see what happens after that. But and he's played 154 QMJHL games and he's only 18 by the way. He's played 154 games. That's that's a lot of games for an 18 year old. <laughs> Yeah, great experience. I mean, great experience. He's he's got uh, and he's got eighty one points in those in those one fifty four. So I mean, he's obviously about like half a point a game, which is which is great for a two way defenseman. That that's phenomenal for a two way. Like I'm oh, I'm yeah. not in the slightest worried about that, especially in that league. I mean, whew. and I mean, but, everything I see in from from Dater to um nbc to sportsnet everyone is saying that this might have been the steal of the draft yeah yeah and it's just like it, it, and now obviously he's not gonna be a guy who's gonna step in this year or probably and i'm, I'm honestly probably not even next year with the abs I, I don't expect to see him for three years yeah, and, and and so I put that on our Twitter too. I was like, I was like, look, give him give him two to three years. Let him play in juniors. Yeah, sign him to his deal. Let him, let him just stay out there. Let let him let him regroup himself, refine his game after having the blood clot issue. And this blue line is going to be ridiculous. Oh yeah, bro. It, it's it's gonna be really really fun um just with with all that kind of just in, in closing out just all this abs uh news here if we had like maybe you know seven eight nine mil left would you 
would you go the route of trying to sign uh, another guy or just let it build? If you have that kind of money left over, obviously. You know, I was I was talking with a guy at work about this. Yeah. Because I wasn't supposed to be working today, but I had to go finish up a deal. There were two guys who I picked out that I said, if we could get them at the right price, you should go after them. First one is Michael Granlund. Okay. 30 points in 63 games last year with Nashville. Obviously, Nashville's not that good of a team. 13% shooter. So, I mean, when he shoots, he shoots for efficiency. Average 17.48 of ice time. He comes at a hefty little cap hit of 5.7. Uh, He's 28, though. You could probably hack him back down, probably around that 4.5 4. area, give or take. The other guy I was really interested in was Alex Galchenyuk. Okay. And I'm excited because your guys are actually different than my guy. So, and, and the reason why I like Galchenyuk is he's 26, so he fits perfectly into this young core, right? Yeah. Be a great addition to the second or third line if you, got, if you want to keep comfort kind of sheltered a little bit and let him produce and score on the third line and build value that way. We, I mean, let, let's do that, obviously. Um, because, I mean, right now Colorado's so freaking top-heavy, it's not even funny. You could, you could bring him in 24 points in 59 games, uh, 9%, shooting, 9% shooting, but he only averages 12-17 on ice. So he's averaging third, fourth-line minutes, which is, which is a good thing because maybe he's the guy who replaces Jost right there so yeah that might be your in and his cap hits only 4.9 so you could probably drop him back a little bit hasn't been hasn't been extremely productive obviously i mean he his his highest points he got in the nhl was 56 and 15 with montreal so i mean he split time between pittsburgh and and uh, minnesota this year after pittsburgh traded him so I would definitely say those are those would be my two guys that I I looked at and said if we can get him, let's do it. Okay, yeah, and yeah that that would be that'd be awesome. Um, for me, I I was really toying with the idea of like a and I don't. It's kind of tough because I don't really like his asking price right now. Um, and that's the only thing that's kind of holding me back is this high, a little bit higher of an asking price. But what if you just signed a guy like uh, like an Alex Petrangelo to a two-year deal? I, I this this was the thing I I was talking about when 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 I looked at Sakic and, and I saw there was still a defenseman on the board. Yeah, in the top ten of like best available players. He sees nothing wrong with his defensive core. Yeah. Nothing. I don't see a reason to go after a defenseman right now. Yeah. Knowing you have Byram, who, who, could, who could come in and play. I mean, he, he went to the freaking bubble. Yeah, yeah he that, did. That, that he tells did. me that's a lot of confidence in him. That, yeah. hey, we want to get you acclimated with the team so that way you can step in. That's what that's telling me. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat. And he didn't take a guy like Josh Anderson, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Anderson, yeah, he's either yeah. going to stay with the Eagles on, on, an NHL, on an AHL deal or he's, he's going to get picked up by somebody and they're just going to love him to death. Yeah, great find. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, I, I think 
if you want to take a guy out of free agency who you've already have, you, you take Nemestikov. Yeah. You, you bring him back at the, at the $4 million cap hit, which is not bad, honestly. But obviously, like if you, if you steer away from that, and I've seen rumblings about this, and I don't understand it because it's been linked to two different goaltenders. Matt Murray and Braden Holpe. I don't see the point. I don't. No, if you're going to go after a guy, you should have gone after a guy. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. If the Avs really wanted that, they would have gone after a guy like a Leonard or there, there are so many better free agencies. I mean, the way that Pittsburgh treated their goal. And talk about disrespect, am I right? Yeah, it's just like... Um, but if the Avs wanted a better goalie, because I mean, respect with you know with with uh, with Frankie and with Gruby, um, but they did they did show injury you know proneness. And that being said, our, our third guy stepped up incredibly well that we signed here. And um, or no, we haven't said um, it's it's uh, if they wanted to go after a guy, they would have gone after one of those top guys because there's a reason why they're favorites, and they would want to really just have that next step locked down guy that's made to be just a tier above Grubauer and Frankie will get better as he goes because he's had a lot of exposure there, there's nobody in this free agency class that is a step above Grubauer there's not I, I don't care how you look at it okay, Brayton yeah. Holby yes he's a great goaltender don't get me wrong he's not a step above him he's not Corey Crawford if if you even suggest for a second that the no. to sign court, no, 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 I, I, no, 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 I will, no, no, no. I will blow some my friend. Dude. Like no, no. Like and then Henrik Lundqvist, no reason. He showed his age too quickly. the The only reasonable goaltender I would go after, and this is obviously a huge stretch, is Jacob Markstrom. That'd be the only one I'd go after. Yeah, and I, I mean and. If we're going to talk about another forward, just to throw it out there, Eric Halla. Okay, yeah. That's who I'd go after as well. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm more of a proponent of just keeping that how it is. <laughs> because you basically have two, you know, a 1A and a 1B goalie in, in those two. and. Uh, we should definitely, definitely run with them. Um, and, and, and I mean, they clearly ex- didn't go after, you know, they clearly didn't go after anyone. And, and um, this isn't an excuse at all. If the abs are healthy, they get past Dallas. Yeah. That, that's not an excuse. That's a fact. Definitely. My friend, I will agree with you 150%. I mean, just, just flat out. That's just straight up fact. I mean, <laughs> like, I, like, I know people are like, oh, that's an excuse. No, it's not. That's just, that, that's fact so but i mean taylor hall while it's intriguing it ain't worth it yeah i was the, thinking the more only... of a guy like maybe matt murray but i mean obviously that's kind of yeah done there, but <clears throat> that, that would have been nice that's a tough would have been my too. guy i mean the the only the only defenseman and and this would just make me chuckle obviously yeah. The, the only defenseman I could envision Colorado going after 
would be Tyson Berry. Mm. On a cheap deal. Yeah, like a one-year, two-year deal. Two years, take him to his 30. He's steadily declined over his last few years. And, I mean, he obviously didn't do a damn thing with... No, not, a, not over there. Yeah, with them we at got all. The better, we got the better bit of that trade, my friend. I mean, Barry's best year was in 14-15 when he put up 53 points. Yeah. There's no oh, no, no, no. oh wait, no, I'm sorry. No, 59 and 18, 19. So that's yeah, that's great. I mean, I mean, the the I mean the the dude when he's here when he was here he played really well. Yeah, a hundred percent. The the year we don't talk about he didn't play well. Nobody did. So that's why we just don't talk about it. But that's fair. <laughs> at at the same time, if if we're gonna look at it. In a wide lens view, if you can get Barry back on a very, very friendly deal, and I'm talking, he he was getting paid five, he he was at a six million dollar cap hit. If you get him back around that three seventy five, four twenty five area, you, I, I would take a look at taking a stab at that. Yeah, just as a, you know, here let's let's toss you in. M- maybe you can swap time with. EJ because EJ's been injury prone or whatever it might be or or maybe you bring him in and I I mean I I don't know it's one of those weird ones where it's like if it could happen yeah but is it worth it yeah I don't know yeah yeah but I mean regardless you know just great I mean I'm feeling good about both of our teams Mm -hmm. and the abs and the nuggets and uh just the overall just the vibe of it and the and just having them as our home team, I, I couldn't be happier. By the way, um, Colorado's at a plus 800 to win the Stanley Cup next year from Vegas. They are the leaders in the clubhouse. So, welcome aboard. Um, <laughs> welcome to the bandwagon. If you don't already have a seat, find one quickly. Yes, sir. Big show's coming up. Um, <laughs> but any, uh, we, we are at about the hour mark here, um, my friend. So we spent about 30 on the nugs and, uh, about 30 on the abs here. Um, but any, uh, any closing thoughts for you, my friend? I, th- I, I think next episode we talk about the Rockies and we talk about what needs to happen with this club. Concur. I, I definitely agree. It because <laughs> it has been ugly. Also, I meant to bring this up when I was talking about the Nuggets attendance. The Avs ranked eighth this year in attendance. Okay. Uh, the year before that, when they snuck into the playoffs. Or no. No, no, not that year. So this was last year when they lost to San Jose and San Jose in Game 7. They were 27th. Yeah. The year when they snuck in... They were 25th. They haven't been in the top 10 of attendance since 2003. Since the 03-04 season. Let's go. That was the last time they were in the top 10. And like, it, and the, the crazy part is that their, their average attendance for home games... And I'll explain to you why this is funny. Their average attendance for home games this year is 18,708. Do you know what the attendance is for Pepsi Center for hockey games? I do not. 
18,005. Oh, wow. So they were over capacity. Yeah. All the time. And when they went on the road, when they went to go play road games, they had a 94% capacity or 90, 97% capacity for road games. So wow. they, they were a team that wanted to be seen. Traveled well. Like, like they wanted to be seen. The Kings had it. Uh, the Kings had a higher one and Nashville had a higher one. How? I have no idea, but whatever. Um, yeah. And then overall, they had a, through 70 games, their average attendance for those games home and away was 18,165. So uh, they drew, obviously. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they, were a, uh, they were a big draw. And on that alone, they were seventh in the league. So it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most definitely. So, I mean, if, I mean it's, it's great to see him getting national recognition. Yeah. And if, if you'd want to now, when the odds come out, I would hammer McKinnon winning the heart next year. I, w- I would just hammer it. Yeah, definitely. What about go you? What do you think? What, 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 do, what do you think we should go to next? I mean, obviously our, our fans have spoken on Twitter. They want to hear more Av stuff, more Nuggets stuff. Not, not a bunch on the Rockies, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, we will definitely, definitely touch on the Rockies because that's a team that I've actually been wanting to, uh, talk about here. Um, but I just had other things going on. Uh, I, I would kind of like to take a dive into the Denver Broncos as well, but I, I think it should be between one of those two for, for our next one. And, and, and everyone, for everyone listening, uh, you know, just uh, get send us your takes, and uh, please let us know if there's something that you know you guys want us to talk about because we would absolutely love that. Uh, I mean, we just, I mean, we don't care. We'll talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I could do. Like we were talking about doing like a beer podcast. I could, I could, I could talk about anything, man. Bro, a um, beer podcast? Oh my god! Just wait till I get. Oh yeah, I'm moving 13 days. <laughs> that's that's big news. Huge news. Oh, uh, so some nice, good, man. good, great things in the works. Um, yeah, I mean, and then you and I got that thing tomorrow too. So, yes, sir. Get, big, big surprise. That'll be um, the big one. Um, <laughs> we get that rolling, dude. That's gonna be. That's gonna be killer. Oh yeah, yeah. And just definitely keep me updated with that, my friend. Oh yeah. Um, I'll be, yeah, I'll be around. <laughs> uh, we'll yeah. definitely, if you're feeling it, then all right, we we, we can do that too. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it a secret for you guys. Maybe we'll hear about it soon. We're hoping. Um, We're hoping. Yeah. Ho- hopefully. Um, but yeah, uh, just for. Um, just for me for for closing here uh, you know we just love doing this stuff um again just talking about this so in regards to our next episode i'm either 50 50 between the rockies and the broncos and we could talk about uh yeah and anyone else who's open to you know giving us ideas and stuff and um or if you want more ads content too jared and i could get into that as well so uh but yeah um, just super, super excited for this week. Yeah, man, it's gonna be, it's it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, one one last thing, obviously, before I wrap this wrap this show 
to a close. Uh, the Coyotes came out with their 25th anniversary um, logo this year. Ooh. Um, I will say it is amazing. Their logo for this year is really, really good. Um, this and another thing that they brought back, which is something that I have completely, I had completely forgotten about until there were just so many calls for it after they brought back the after they brought back the uh, the Kachina jerseys. Yeah, um, yeah. Pe- people are begging for the white ones to come back because they're away uniform too. I want that. Are you kidding me? I love those jerseys. That is um, insane, man. I'm looking at it right now, and this is actually the first time that I've seen this. Right. Um, I'm actually going to retweet it on ours too. Wow. Yeah. That. And yeah, that's that's awesome. And then, so what they Props. also did too, at Center Ice, they went back to the crescent moon logo inside of Center Ice. Oh wow! Just to put that I, emphasis I, on I it again. I just put it up on our Twitter account. I want you to look at it while we're still recording because it is beautiful. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, like it is. It, it it is such like a huge win for that club Ooh. to do that, bro. Get out of town. I mean, uh, that is get, get 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 out of town, man. That's it looks clean. I mean, it's awesome, <laughs> dude. It's just so great. I mean, everything about it is yeah. just phenomenal. But I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah, I mean, new, yeah. Oh man, yeah. That... All this good stuff, man. I mean. Damn. Vegas messed up their uniforms. Bro, I love I those. <laughs> uh, mm. I love them. Uh, Nashville already did it, bro. Yeah, but Nashville reminds me of trash. it reminds me of the Predators uniforms. But they're not so gonna wear go, it. Yeah. But they're not gonna wear it all the time like Nashville does and ruin it. You know what I mean? There, there will be an alternate, you're right. I mean, that, that's like that's the. I key wasn't really for the hype it got. I wasn't impressed, especially when you show me something like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things, unfortunately. But everyone's got their own opinions. You know how that works. So, yeah, very yeah, true. I mean, guys, we should thank you. Sorry, we've been kind of up and down, left and right since uh, since we pumped out. I think it was twelve or fourteen episodes during the. Uh, during the abs run and uh we just we had to take a little break we had to get refocused on real world obviously because now real world is starting to happen again um we will never get anything into anything too political on this podcast so please if you ever ask us about anything political we're going to give you the very common no comment answer because we don't want to offend some of our viewers and have some of our viewers love us. It's just, it, it's, that's not how we roll. We obviously have our own political beliefs. Joel and I are on the same page on political beliefs. So we can, we talk about it privately, obviously, but that, yeah, that's it's good to, y'all never yeah. hear. It's good to have those conversations though. And I will say that you have to get people talking about stuff. Exactly. That is all I'm going to say about that. Exactly. And I mean, like get people to actually have a dialogue and it, one that's not riddled with, you know, Hate on hate on somebody else for what they believe in. I mean, I found exactly. out today that someone at my work has a different belief than I do. We're still cool because that's what you do. That's you're just you be a good person and you just deal with it that way. But yeah, like I said, yeah. we'll we'll never get any, into anything too political. Um, as I did say, I am moving in 13 days, so um, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be a lot of moving parts here within the next two weeks of 
getting stuff ready to go to do things live and in person and soundproofing and a bunch of other crap that we're looking at doing right now. Um, but it's going to be, yeah. and it's not going to be these stupidly, hopefully stupidly late podcasts anymore because I'll only be 10 minutes away yeah. from work instead of 45. Which there would be great you go. Too. So that's, be, the, that's yeah. Instead of driving all the way back to commerce, I'll just be 10 minutes up the road. I'm like, Oh, thank you God. But Ooh. But anyways, guys, once again, thank you for staying with us during our very up and down, left, right, center, you name it kind of uh, schedule these last couple of weeks. We're going to try and get back on a more consistent schedule, uh, probably Tuesdays again and post them on Wednesdays. Uh, may not be next Tuesday or uh, the, on the 20th because that's the damn moving, but we are going to work on being more consistent, getting everything all squared away. Uh, Twitch streams are coming. We just had to wait until I move. That was the only key. So... Those yes, are on the horizon as well, so we'll be able to do these live as well. Um, we'll try to not do them at night, so we get some some more interaction. We'll do some live Q and A's, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Also in the pipeline, uh, within a, probably within the next month, a collaboration with uh, with uh, Sin Ben Eagles with CC Hockley and uh, Scott McDonald. That's coming yes, up. Sir. Uh, we're working super, on super super excited. Yeah, I mean, we're working on a couple of things. Uh, we're trying to get one of our one of Joel's actually really good friends from school, um, from college. On he, you guys know you guys see him on Twitter. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, um, we're yeah. working on getting that all squared away and ready to go. We might we might meet up at DNVR and do one there. Um, there's there's Most a lot of there's, yeah. there's a lot of interesting things in the works right now. And obviously, the, all of you guys who are here for the ride right now from twitter and from spotify and from apple i don't know why it's not posting to google play i'm working on that still i cannot figure it out it is so frustrating but i mean you guys love love a lot of these episodes i mean we i look at these almost weekly of uh of which ones you guys listen to the most and yeah, I mean, it's true yeah. you guys do love the app stuff so we're gonna make sure that we keep pumping out some good app stuff especially once the season comes back around on the first of january we'll have a lot more to go over so it was it was december 1st but they uh they did move that back my birthday happy birthday i hope <laughs> they open it up with the winter classic that'd be sweet that would be a great way to kick off the season but anyways guys like i said thank you once again for for sticking with us uh if you like this, if you like the show, tell a few friends. If you hate it, come tell us. Tell us what we can do better. How we can better get it to what you'd like to hear. We love the interaction. Uh, we also get a ton of interaction on Twitter. From yeah. Even just me, drunk tweeting in Vegas about, "Hey, I'm at the MGM. Should I put a, a futures bet down?" And we have people responding still. So obviously, people are very interested in in what we in what we're doing. So let's. Uh, we love the we love the engagement if we can keep the, let's keep that going obviously as best we can oh yeah uh like i said we're we're working on getting getting some big things lined up and just trying to make this in into something that we can build for the next couple years and that's yeah. gonna be the big key is that when we when we talked about doing this when we started during covid we we weren't just gonna half-ass it we were gonna do it or we weren't plain and simple Yep. and yep so now all we got to do is just keep you guys along with the ride with us along on the ride with us and make sure you guys are interested in, and engaged um i did meant to i did mean to say this who's our guy matthew i did not forget about you okay <laughs> i didn't i know you're in utah i didn't forget about you life got crazy i'm sorry vegas all these other things you guys know um 
I didn't forget about you. Your shirt is on the way. He he did win the shirt. Yeah, and congrats to him. So he's been, he's been a guy that's been that's been with us for a little bit, and it's, it's guys like him that you know they'll listen and they'll they'll interact with us, and and that's what we want. You know, is just to build a community with this. Exactly, man. So, um, no giveaway this week. I couldn't think of anything good this week, unfortunately. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll figure something out. We, we always have something week. fun. Um, yeah. But and maybe maybe we'll talk with Scott. Maybe we can get a when we do our collab episode. We can talk about maybe a a year subscription to Car Hockey Now or something for someone. We'll talk with him about that. But yeah, um, yeah. Anyways. Like we said, you love if you love it, tell some friends. If you hate it, come tell us. We'll we'll try to fix it the best way possible and in the quickest way possible. Uh, everything is a work in motion, as you know, just like everything in this world. We do want to thank you for listening to the Mile High Pundit podcast. Uh, I know it's only well now it's Wednesday. Uh, it's Wednesday, yeah. guys. Have a great rest of your week. Okay, I know it's hump day. It's the worst day of the work week, just because you're just dragging ass and you're like, I don't want to do this. But hey, just get out there. Go go work whatever you can. Find some way to get better at work. It, it doesn't matter what you do. That means showing up a little bit earlier, staying a little bit later, whatever you got to do. I mean, nothing's going to stop you from getting better except for you. That's it. Plain and simple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do what you have to do to get better every single day. So that way you can't, you can't say that it's not, it's someone else's fault for something that's happening. Nope. And <clears throat> yeah, you're 100% correct with that. I mean, I mean it's, it's always been yeah uh, just a go-getter attitude from from both of us really for, from from both of us for sure just and uh yeah just putting in that the work that we do to this and you know seeing you guys generally seeing it generally grow over the past couple months it's been a real treat yeah and i really uh, you know i love every single one of you guys that are um that that are you know continuing to listen and and giving us you know interactions and um just everything you know we we wanted to build this like a family um so so thank you everyone yeah and hey guys if you're listening on spotify over half of you guys who listen to us aren't following us i know it's i know we're asking a lot it's free just click the follow button. If you're on Apple, click the subscribe button. Drop us a review. Let us know what you think about the podcast, okay? We love hearing, we love reading this stuff from you guys. And we just want to make sure that we're reaching out to as many people as we can and getting in touch with as many guys as we can. If we get a new follow on Twitter, we immediately follow, we immediately, or try to immediately follow you guys back. We try oh, yeah. to build that engagement as quick as we can, okay? But hey, like we said, go out and just find a way to get better this week that's all you got to do that's all that's that's all you ever got to do is find a way to get better every single day and don't stop working because you're never going to be the best plain and simple find a way to keep getting better all right call your mom call your dad call your brothers or sisters grandparents wherever it might be okay right now it's really important because you can't go see a lot of these people make sure you call them talk to them tell them you love them all right fiance whoever i talk to mine every day obviously Make sure you tell them you love them. Just make sure you guys have a great rest of your week. All right. You guys been listening to the Mile High Planet podcast. We'll see you guys next week. I'm in the studio cooking up music cause I know I never got time to waste This is a decision I gotta make, made it here I can't stop now Had to make what I got now, this the life I chose Seen the highs and lows, I've been getting what I want now Middle finger to the middle
deep underground the Jelly Belly factory, Bibi is in her secret laboratory creating the weird and wild flavors of Bean Boozled. I've done it again. Is it cappuccino or liver and onions? <laughs> Dare to compare. Bean Boozled, 6th edition. Are you brave enough?